0: Welcome to the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. I'm your host, Lonnie Swain. I'm a media personality, blogger, and digital influencer. My radio career required many cross-country relocations from my hometown of New Orleans to Baltimore, St. Louis, Chicago, Dallas, and now back to New Orleans. I've had to start over and reinvent myself many times, which has made for interesting experiences, opportunities, and of course, some obstacles. The purpose of this show is to remind you that everyone has to go through something to get somewhere. My hope is that the stories that I share along with my guests inspire and and incite you to live your best and most authentic personal and professional lives while encouraging self-love and self-care thank you so much for listening and don't forget to rate review subscribe and share now let's get into the show this is a question that I had gotten from a listener that I don't feel I am fully equipped to answer. So, this is going to be on you, ladies. Um, <laughs> she struggles with juggling the title of wife, mother, and finding time for me. So, being partnered, having children, how do you not let those titles cloud? you?
1: Well, I think
0: in my theme
1: for the year of saying standing on standing strong on on what I feel and how I want my life to go I think the most difficult thing that I battle with is losing myself and I think that's probably a lot of women even when you have something so beautiful as marriage and love you tend to as a woman you give so much it's like you just pouring out want to give to children career husband you know family and that in time it's like by the end of the day, oh, what's left for me? Mm-hmm. And you can lose yourself and that to me, what's so scary is that I feel like I've done that before. I've lost myself before. What I had to realize is that life has ups and downs and they're go- that's part of balance to me is that sometimes things get unbalanced. You just always have to go back to yourself and check yourself and give yourself things that you need. And I know that there are certain things that I need to Kind of recharge. I need to soak in the tub sometimes and mm-hmm. I need to take a moment and connect with my girlfriend sometimes or pick up the phone and have a conversation. You really have to figure out what you need and what makes you tick as a person, and make sure and be active in making sure that you do those things each day. It's like if you wanted to lose weight, you would ha- there would be certain things that you would have to do to maintain that. You want to maintain a good marriage or keep the spice in your marriage, there would be certain things you'd have to say. Oh, date night. Oh, this night. Well, you have to do that to yourself as for yourself as well. I just think women sometimes have a hard time in saying, oh no. Uh, I'm going to do this for myself or I'm going to tell the kids bye you know or no you can't have this is my time I, I, I find men and I could be wrong I think they have such an easier time just saying oh no I'm about to go do this and this is for me and don't feel guilty and about at all it. <laughs> no guilt you know where we carry all that guilt and we sometimes talk ourselves out of things that we want to do for ourselves
2: well I just read about a study that said that when they show like images <coughs> to men and women of like selfish or give them scenarios of selfish behavior versus like compassionate behavior they are, the reward centers in women's brains light up for compassionate behavior and that's probably how we've been socialized yes. more mm-hmm. so than just a distinct difference in biology and men's brain centers reward selfish behavior because it's a self-preservation so that I I can't do anything else for anybody else and unless I'm taken care of and so it is more cut and dry so I think that answers the kind of the gender issue a little bit Mm -hmm. but for me I think it is having number one a good partner that's supportive helps Mm -hmm. but the bigger issue is what Candace was talking about which is a lot. yourself time and so I think I think it's time to have Outside activities that replenish you, of course, but I also think it's time to just sit with yourself and think about what motivates you or like how you feel about things. So, for me, it's a lot of sorting my feelings out like, as a mother, this is my concern and my priority, and as a partner, from you know, to be supportive, these are these kind of priorities. But then it's like, what am I doing for myself? And what what's going on with me because if you're so concerned about kind of dealing with everyone else's priorities you can begin to lose yourself and then I start thinking because again I can definitely relate to that and it's happened before the things that people love about you the things that you offer to people are because you are investing in yourself and so yeah. when you lose that where's your child gonna be where's your partner gonna be because you're mm-hmm. not that same Person, if you feel lost yourself, right. so you have to, you know, make it sustainable that you are investing in yourself just like you're investing in everybody else.
0: Mm-hmm. And when you said a supportive partner, what I immediately thought of is a partner that supports and is going to prioritize you having your me time, absolutely, too. and being like, oh, okay, it's important to me that you be able to do what it is. that makes you tick and and not make you feel guilty about it just as they don't want to be made to feel guilty for them taking their time as well. Absolutely, right. And what would you say is the ways in which you juggle being a partner and being a parent and especially yet again with women people often criticize or say you can get lost in being a mother and the partner feels neglected or vice versa and are do you <laughs> think that that's a similar issue of finding the balance or what yeah, do you think
2: i think and i think that for me i feel like it's a ver it's amplified because there was such a long time that it was just me and my daughter Mm -hmm. and so getting used to having a partner in the mix has definitely created some issues and some tension and some conflict and it made me recognize that in a lot of ways I was relating to my daughter as a partner and consulting with her that gave her a false idea and Mm -hmm. understanding Mm -hmm. that I was in fact her mother and that Mm -hmm. she doesn't get to have as much ownership on my life and my decisions as she thinks that she should at times and Mm -hmm. so it's definitely something that I'm grappling with as far as striking that balance and then not feeling guilty or not being subjected to the whims of you know somebody Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily have the maturity to see things objectively so for me it's really remaining centered in myself and kind of I like what Candace said about forgiveness because it's making peace with the fact that number one I'm not going to be a perfect mother or a perfect partner but knowing and having the confidence to be like well you know I, I did my best and I, I really feel like I put my best effort in giving you what you needed as a mother and giving you what you needed as a partner and so I think that and then again with the support like mm-hmm. if you have a, if you have a supportive partner that you're working with then they're they're more understanding um, And but then you also to me I've seen people who you know once they have a child that's it it's all about the child and they aren't nurturing their relationships so I definitely mm-hmm. think it's kind of a tricky thing yeah. that I'm still navigating for sure
1: mm-hmm. I think that what is as a woman I, I don't like I said I don't know if that is just biological or if that if you were if we're conditioned to be that way where we just want Everybody to be happy and we put it on our shoulders that if this person and that person is not happy and it's crazy to me that I feel that weight where I have constantly having to put myself in check because I am the biggest person in saying everybody is responsible for their own happiness and Mm. I've had to tell my teenager you are responsible you're sad and that is your fault (laughs) because that is not my fault I don't you know, I mean, obviously, in, if there are cases of of abuse, that right. person is not causing their unhappiness happiness if they can't get out of it or if mm-hmm. they're having difficulty getting out of it. I'm not talking about that. I'm speaking on... On, we were discussing just before we started. Uh, <laughs> before recording. we started the recording, Lottie was talking about we're kids, or her being a kid, being punished that she wasn't a child that was motivated by. Uh, certain punishments. Reward systems or Right, that she would be like, well, you can't can't watch TV. Okay, I'm going to listen to the radio. She would adapt. Mm -hmm. And it goes to show you that, you know, you really could be happy in any situation because your happiness lies within. Mm -hmm. So I have to keep sometimes myself in check in saying that it's not your responsibility. It's not my responsibility that my responsibility is to make myself happy Mm -hmm. and that yes I have a role to play to make sure that my children eat you know that I am being a supportive spouse to my husband and being a good friend and a good person but ultimately their happiness relies on them and I think when you Get to that point that there's just not enough hours in the day. And even if there were, you would still be so exhausted by the end of the day trying to make children, career, husband happy. And then you would fail because somebody is not going to be happy. And if you have teenagers, (laughs) I'm going to tell you, they are not going to be happy. You can literally reach up and grab them the sun, moon, and stars and they will not be happy. And then all of that energy that you spent Trying to make them happy or even uh, say if you had a spouse who was just feeling a certain way that had nothing to do with you. No matter what you did, what you do, what your efforts are, you can give efforts to try to say I care, I empathize with you, what you're going through. But you cannot make them happy. Mm -hmm. So that to me is the responsibility I say that I preach to my children that you are responsible for your own happiness that I have to sometimes check myself to say boo if you are unhappy stressed irritated uh, you can very well say uh, time out I gotta go take care of me, that that is okay. So you, sh- if any suffering, you're causing your own suffering if you feel like you're losing yourself and that's a responsibility that I feel like I have to remind myself of. Well,
2: And I think from the perspective of raising a child, you're really doing <laughs> them a disservice of that and I've really been focused on this a lot and concerned with my daughter and whether she has good coping skills because it's like she has a very low frustration threshold like <laughs> her frustration if she gets frustrated it's like uh, I don't want her to think that I'm responsible for her frustration or her inability to cope with things because you're going to have to cope with things through life and if if you are always thinking that your happiness is external or that it's someone else's responsibility you're never going to develop those coping skills that when you get out there You need, like... to me, shit is gonna happen all the right. time. Mm-hmm. You have to be able and be equipped to deal with that. So as a parent, I feel like no, you can't look to me for everything. Whereas, again, I feel like to assert Nixon, I set her up for that, and mm-hmm. so now is it's a real I'm pivotal <laughs> period and mm-hmm. point because it's like it's for something. She's like, I have to do something. I like I can put something. In the microwave, like <laughs> I have to, I don't know how to unload a dishwasher. I'm like you're I'm 13, <laughs> right? Like yeah. you, you, have to be a part of this household and do something. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's unlearning on many different levels because whereas when she was younger and it was just easier to like do all these things for her, now I'm very concerned about her well-being as she gets older and going out into the world mm-hmm. and being able to be. in independent and when the shit hits the fan being able to pick herself up and so I feel like that's a lot of kind of that personal responsibility and accountability and shifting that is where growing pains come in because it's like well yes you want to do all these things now and you want to go out in the world but you still want to be coddled
0: no Mm -hmm, man. Right it doesn't work like that. Pick one. You want to be grown or you want to be a (laughs) a (laughs) churrent? And manage emotions too because i think with
1: with teenagers in the sense of sometimes are not even only teenagers i won't even put that all on teenagers because adults will do it too that they will their emotions they will allow their emotions to spill out and project onto you and blame you for things not going a certain way and for example if it's a teenager i'm i'm mad because blah 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 didn't come out a certain way and you made this decision for this and now I- you know and then sometimes you can get caught up in somebody else's crap storm of right. disappointment, emotions whatever and then as a woman what do you want to do? Fix, fix it. it. And then you put all your poor little emotions and energy and into fix it fixing something, something you can't you fix. Can't fix. Yeah. And so and then because you, you get sucked into their little tornado storm of emotions and I try to tell to my children to say feelings are just that you could change those feelings, they, they change their fleeting. They're and visitors, they them right. come and go. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that you can feel that way, but what you are responsible for is how you act out on that. Don't project your crap onto everybody else because that is not fair. That's not mm-hmm. fair, and it's not gonna fix anything either. Mm-hmm. And also projecting that negativity creates more negativity and it does not mm-hmm. solve anything. Sometimes as moms, we wanna fix everyone else fix all the boo-boos and, and that's just not you know, enough time in not the day. enough time in the day at all and you're just gonna wind up worn out so yes
0: um and since we've been kind of talking about the Wife and kids and parenting, co parenting, all that stuff. One topic that we discussed on the podcast a while ago was the blending of families. And so we've kind of touched on the fact that uh, both of you have kids and you're with somebody else that is not the biological father of your children. So with <coughs> the blending of families comes the dealing with the other parent of the other children and how do you feel about <laughs> that aspect of blending families and do you feel that there are any things that you have done or experienced that have made that easier dealing with the other parent the the former spouse or the former partner
2: yeah I, I have, go with this <laughs> <laughs> to the greatest extent possible I really try to adopt a detached approach to this so there are things that I may not agree with that my child's father does or the way he handles things with my daughter I don't necessarily agree with the things that he tells my daughter about my partner Um, there are a host of things that I could list a litany of disagreement <laughs> and in order to save my sanity i have to be like this is something i don't have to accept or reject i don't have to spin my wheels about this like mm-hmm. this person is operating again at their <laughs> level of consciousness mm-hmm. and this is what it is because i would find that me getting upset about situation A, B, or C was destroying my peace. Like, mm-hmm. or if I had a disagreement, for example, that I felt uh, you know the other parent should be doing more financially or time wise or shouldering more responsibility in the raising of our child, it made me frustrated, but it made me resentful mm-hmm. even more than that. And I was like, I felt like it was much better to feel empowered about the situation and kind of shed that victim Mm -hmm. mentality. It's not like, oh, there's nothing I can do about it. And I'm so upset about dealing with this person, but rather like, this is what I'm going to do. I can only control what I'm going to do and what Mm -hmm. my actions are and what my interactions are with my child. And Mm -hmm. so do I really want it to be resentful? like me doing something for her or contributing or raising her, any of the activities that go along. No, I I mean, she's, you know, a huge part of my life. She gives my life purpose. I love her to death, even though she gets on my last nerve. (laughs) No, I don't want that to be a resentful or a negative thing. And so it's kind of like, I can't control that. I can try to help you navigate things. I can try to point out if I think, you know, somebody's being a negative influence, but hey, that's your dad. You love him. I support you having a great relationship with him. And the things that I have, the disagreements that I have, the the issues that I have are secondary to that. I'm more so I get upset with myself if I ever feel like that resentful or that frustration or that angry feeling coming in. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I need to meditate uh-huh. because It's like, no, I'm not going to go back to being resentful or feeling victimized about something that I really feel is the greatest blessing in my life. Mm -hmm. So it's it's something that I feel like is just kind of an ongoing thing that needs to be managed and reminded. But that's my approach to dealing with it.
0: Mm -hmm. And what about your partner's ex? Is that ever an issue or how do you manage that relationship?
2: So I don't really have to manage. that relationship Mm -hmm. too much I feel like my partner has a small child so Mm -hmm. he is little and uh, I think that there may be some resentment there that he's moved on and so forth but because I really don't have to have any interaction with her Mm -hmm. it's not a huge factor in my life when there was confusion as to kind of in conflict about how things were happening say for instance like they didn't necessarily have a schedule for visitation and all of that once all of that got worked out and my partner and I were on the same page it's kind of like her resentment is her resentment and so for Mm -hmm. me I'm more in a position that I'm empathetic because I've been there and I've been resentful <laughs> you know about you know what I felt was I, that I had been wronged and so forth and I feel like that's kind of where she is now and so for for her for her child who I love dearly I would hope that she finds some peace in the situation and that she's happy because happy mommy happy baby mm-hmm. um, but it, it was kind of something that came up they made their schedule I don't have to deal with it and I'm very happy uh, being kind of out of that out of that now who knows what's going to happen in the future but Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to keep things on an even keel with
0: all partners ex partners Mm -hmm. baby mamas baby Mm -hmm. daddies and I think having both perspectives of having a co-parent that you're not with having and that understanding of how that dynamic is makes it helpful for you to navigate with her in mind too.
2: Yeah, and I try not to be an enemy of women. Mm -hmm. I try to make that a big deal. So I feel like I'm very empathetic and I try to be understanding of people's situations and where people's feelings come from. So I don't Mm -hmm. have any personal, Mm -hmm. you know, I I try to just be kind of understanding that Mm -hmm. and I take ownership of other people's mm-hmm. issues like this really does her resentment doesn't have anything to do with me that's kind of before my time mm-hmm. I hope that they get things right. together but mm-hmm. you know
0: which side note Did I don't know if y'all have ever seen that red table talk Jada Pinkett yes. does it and they had one about blended family so that's kind of to where I'm coming from like how she was saying when she came into the picture and Will was had been divorced and had mm-hmm. a child she was coming in like oh And this is my house and this is this. And, you know, what's your problem? You know, not understanding the depths of, you know, feelings and relationships and and how things work. She wasn't empathetic at all. That's what Mm -hmm. she had acknowledged in regards to the ex-wife and co-parenting and all of the different layers of that. Mm -hmm. So, Candace. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, uh, it's funny you mentioned the, the red table talk because I watched that and I was so i gotten so emotional over it because I thought how beautiful it was to have such a great <coughs> co-parenting relationship uh, because it really is better for the kids right you know kids for everybody for, right mm-hmm. right but especially the children because mm-hmm. at the end of the day they're caught in between they love both mm-hmm. Sets of right. parents, right? <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, this set of parents, they go and lay down in the bed and put their head down and fall asleep. Th- that's home. The kids have two different perspectives; they're being raised in two different homes, and and so it can kind of be difficult for them. And I, in watching that, I was like, man, you know, that would
0: be. Ideal. ideal for But it children. took years to get to that it place, did. too. It and did. a lot of unhappy moments or right. struggles to overcome. Right. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Don't claim that. No,
1: day, you know, we'll uh, I'm a, everybody's different. Everybody's different. I, I am... I'm very realistic I have a daughter a biological daughter and then I have my husband uh, through him I have another daughter and a son and those are his biological children and so with my biological daughter it's been that way even before I met my husband my current husband that my ex-husband and I have never had that you know we had a lot of other complications that didn't lead to that co-parenting and for a long time I wished and I tried, and you know, but that certain things just are not meant to be, and some things are best left with where they are, it just because of personality issues and things like that not everybody is going to be on the same page and whereas in that red table talk where you had jada will and his ex-wife ultimately they all had a common bond and that was everything in the best interest of the child because at the end of the day if something happened with the children it's like oh the world stops Mm -hmm. that's not like that for everybody because not everybody has those feelings or prioritizes their children like that The way I try to handle it, and like Amanda said, to keep from my own sanity, is that unless it interferes with my daughter's safety, I just let that go. I try to put my energy and efforts into what goes on in our home Mm -hmm. and focus on that. I try to keep it at that. Obviously, that not all the time, you know, you're going to get a a whiff of the other parent and and maybe some foolishness or some negativity, but ultimately, I think... Amanda and I talked about this years ago. I was saying, I have to focus on the type of mother I am. I cannot focus on the other parent and what type of parent they are. I do not have any control over that. And if I focus my energy on the type of mother I am and what I'm doing for my child, then my child will be okay. Because ultimately, him being his parent is his responsibility. And he had
2: to let, for me, I had to let go of the idea that I controlled the world. because. It was like well I would spend so much time with my daughter's dad calling him like you should have done this you should have handled it this way it was frustrating mm-hmm. me I'm sure it was nagging and aggravating to him <laughs> and in the end it did nothing and so right. it's like I would put all of this emotional energy Mm -hmm. into Mm -hmm. trying to get him to do something in the way that I thought it should or ought to be for my child and Mm -hmm. what he should be doing how he should the way I want it. And so while yes I still agree that that's the right way to do that. (laughs) It's like now I recognize that I don't have control or autonomy over Mm -hmm. those things and so my time is better spent in putting my emotional energy directly into my daughter because the idea for me was like, she's going to be upset that you didn't do this. And then I'm spent emotionally right. telling him what I think he should be doing for our child. And what am I doing? You know, that takes away <laughs> from my time in being with her right. or doing something. In addition, she gets to feed off of all that negative energy <laughs> right. that I'm projecting towards her yeah. father who she loves she feels right, torn conflicted, right. and conflicted mm-hmm. so for me it's like you know what there are things I disagree with but one thing I know for sure is that she is loved and so the rest of the stuff I can help her and support her in the best way we can nobody gets out of uh, childhood without baggage right and like so, Jada
0: says we all need counseling after so. And, so, <laughs> like, and so I also don't no get the way made
2: peace with like this was my choice. This is what happened. That was the choice that I made mm-hmm. as you know a right. twenty year old, and, and that's right. what it is. Right. You know? know that, and that is
1: where I'm at in the sense of that that was a choice that I made when I was younger. Uh, that was the partner that I chose, mm-hmm. and I totally accept responsibility in that. And so when I say like oh that that co parent thing will never happen. It's not like, oh, well, never say never. I know. I know. <laughs> my, I know. <laughs> that person is. (laughs) And so I know what my expectation, we're two total different people. Her father and I would never be friends on a regular basis if we didn't have a child together. So there is no way that we could co-parent together. We don't see things the same or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to control him. I can reach out and ask him, hey, can you make sure she does her homework? Hey, Blah blah blah. She's allergic to this. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know she shouldn't be eating dairy
0: because she a b and c. Mm-hmm. You
1: know, but and
0: the, it, if it goes Sunday dinner together, ain't <laughs> happening. No, it ain't <laughs>
1: happening. And I think that's healthy for everyone because, especially her, because it's nothing but negativity that'll come out of it. If he chose to communicate to me like oh I think you know she's having a hard time with blah 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 but it's not like that so uh-huh. it's best that you know as things are as things are because it's less trauma it's like you know it's mm-hmm. less trauma as far as um negativity it's let's not kick up any dust <laughs> no, <laughs> these are the rules. Uh-huh. And this is what it's going to be. Because I have to remain firm in that I know what's best for my child. Because, uh-huh. like Amanda said, uh, it's been her and I for so long. Like, her, uh-huh. her and her child, is we were single moms for so long. Uh-huh. And this is, you know, what your child needs. If I could wish and make a perfect world, it would be something like the red table where <laughs> I could say, oh, yeah, you know, such and such. You know, we could all have a family vacation together. No.
0: No, no, no. and <laughs> and knowing that and being okay with that and having to redefine what co-parenting looks like for you and your family and right. what it what works for you well
2: right. yeah because i think co-parenting takes two parts it's that number one you have the best interest of the child and number two which is related is that you know that the best interest of the child is to have both parents flourish and mm-hmm. so when you have a situation in which that there's not enough trust or goodwill between the two parents, that you think one of the, you know, the other person is going to do something to try to harm you through your child best interest be damned <laughs> then it's like well how does this co-parenting
0: situation proceed and right. so and that's I think where I think a lot of co-parenting goes wrong because one person is sitting around saying well I want us to all have family dinner on the Sunday <laughs> and then you know there's other people who are plotting and you know not about the contributing to a yeah. positive outcome or you know they're not just they're just not at a place where yeah, they can then participate in that. Right. And so I think that's where there's disappointments and things like that, or they feel like I'm not doing this co-parenting thing right because we're not having family dinner and everybody has to be able to well, manage so the expectations. co-parenting to happen, it has to be a joint
1: effort. And You yeah.
0: could you
1: and and like Amanda said, you know it. You put all that effort into trying to. Co-parent with somebody who's not trying Participate, to co-parent, right? yeah, or, or who doesn't have the mm-hmm. same um, goals for yeah. your
0: child that you do. You're wasting your energy, mm-hmm. and, and that so, goes for the outside exactly. people too. Whereas, if a bonus mom comes in and she wants to get have a great relationship with the ex-wife, and the ex-wife don't want no parts of her, or now, you I, know, <laughs> or vice versa, so it's just those types of things. It has to, everybody has to be on the same page. Wow, well, say I've. Experience that on the other side of it in saying
1: that my husband now husband was previously married and had two kids with his ex-wife and so you know what how I handle that as far as with co parents and is that my husband sets the tone mm-hmm. because I feel as though whatever happened to them in their relationship their previous relationship is their business and that's how they handle it. My I let my husband set that tone and how that is dealt with. The only thing that I do is I'm just a mother to our kids. And so anything dealing with him, he facilitates all of that, dealing with her, dealing with her. You know, I mean, him and I will discuss it, you know, as far as co-parenting and things like that. But you know when you, as an adult, when you can kind of communicate effectively with someone and you know when you are on the same page with somebody. I don't need to pretend that I'm on the same page with somebody (laughs) if I'm not. And so therefore that's something my husband will handle. Same thing on my end, My ex-husband and I are not two people that are on the same page, so there is no need to waste energy on things that we already know we're not going to agree on. So let's just make sure our kids, you know,
0: get through childhood alive and make sure that they are, you know, and then that's it, you Uh know. And set up a good counselor. counseling. And when that
2: graduation comes, have two dinners.
1: (laughs)
0: Your people and then mine.
1: Exactly. Exactly. No, my dinner is
0: first.
1: (laughs) I, it,
0: but, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. Please visit my website, LonnieSwain.com, where you can sign up for my monthly newsletter, check out companion blog posts, show notes, and lots of other cool stuff. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Buzzsprout, CastBox, Anchor, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and my website. I love and appreciate all of your feedback, so don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Until next time, go where you are celebrated and appreciated, not just tolerated. Talk to you soon.